0: Welcome to the Be Revolutionary podcast. I'm your host Andrew Perry. This is the podcast where we interview our guests, and 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 we try to bring out the revolutionary stories behind their success, and we want to elevate and revolutionize your business. We're laughing because we just got off of our head coach yes. meeting, and you know I try to bring the same energy to our manager calls, just because you know people it's it's we're getting out of code. People are still sitting down on their computers, low energy, yeah. and you know, I'm just trying to elevate the room. <laughs> you do a great job. So, well, thank you. So, speaking of elevation and revolution, we've got Kate Brodick here, our, uh, our latest head coach in the Bradford and now Norfolk area. Hello. Welcome. Thank, thank, thank you very
1: much. I'm excited to be here. This is
0: crazy because we're in like the world's busiest market right now. Yes. And you're like the world's busiest agent.
1: I don't know, busiest, but and I'm and
0: <laughs> most busy, sorry. Um and you've, you've decided to spare some time and hang out with me, so we really appreciate that. Thank you so yes,
1: much. Yes, and I wanted to see this office, which I've driven past, but you're also so busy that you haven't been here. So I'm glad to That's see right. you here in this office.
0: Exactly. Well, I've got to show my face sometime, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so again, thank you so much. And you know, how we kind of start off these podcasts is, you know, first we kind of go into a little bit of an introduction. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself your market, when you joined Revel, that kind of stuff.
1: So I'm Kate Brodick, and I am the head coach and team leader for the Cape Brodick team, Brantford, and now Norfolk, which is wow. very exciting. Awesome. Uh, we don't have any brick bricks and mortar in either office yet, but yeah. it's soon to come in the next couple months. Right. So obviously with our, our market being in Brantford and Norfolk, uh, we are within about a 30-minute drive of each other, which makes for a seamless transition for our clients. Yep. I have been licensed for just over ten years, which is exciting, wow. and I have been with Revel since September of 2021. So it's a very, very new switch.
0: Yes, it is new. It feels very long,
1: though. It I feel it feels, feels like, like you've been
0: with us forever. Is yes, kind of what I meant. I
1: know. You know what? It, it really does. It was. It was. I think everyone who has commented to me has said they. they believe that the two brands fit nicely. Yeah. And I, I take that as a compliment because, you know, I, I really admire Revel's brand and what they've done with it. So Right.
0: Well, you know what, speaking of branding, um, it's funny because we're kind of on the same podcast circuit. Yeah. Right? It's like, if you do one, I'm I'm doing one the week later. Yes. Or vice versa. Yes. Um, so it's really, really cool to watch. And what I really love about you is that our styles are actually very, very similar. Yes. Although— you're more on trend with the shorter reels and the TikTok, yeah. and where I'm more of like uh, I don't Gucci know Gucci swag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love you it. You are too, though. You are. Too. Yeah, I love it though. So, how important is you know keeping up with your brand on social media? Obviously, it's super important. But what I mean is 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 how would you describe it to somebody who's just starting in the branding? Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube.
1: I think it needs to be extremely intentional. I mean, what you yeah. put out there is how people how people are going to view you, and it's what you're representing. Yeah. And it's evolutionary, revolutionary, revolutionary. So, I mean, I think of back uh, when I first started in the business, and I was uh, black and gold were the colors I had uh, kind of gravitated to. I think it was I was drawing inspiration black for some. and gold. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Don't say
0: anything bad about them. <laughs> Meeting gold.
1: Yeah, job. but we uh, I, I was drawing inspiration from top agents at the time in Burlington, and as... I kind of grew and evolved. My branding did as well. Yes. And, and I think that that's really important to continue to grow. And I think your brand needs to kind of match who you are in those times. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, hold your similar values. And I mean, on Instagram and Facebook, you know this. I mean, obviously, I follow you. We follow each other. Of
0: course.
1: That um, branding is huge.
0: It is. Branding is huge, and you. So, thanks for bringing that up, by the way, about the branding switches and how you grow. Yes. How many times do you think you've switched up the overall design? Four times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Four times, almost every, <clears throat> just over every two years, we've we've had. Now, yeah. uh, we've just launched our third website, and I'm talking from scratch, not even like an update. Yeah. Uh, I get bored very easily. I like the same undertones of our brand, but you want it to be fresh. I agree. Modern, almost stylized. Oh, some wow. big words. Designer. <laughs> yes. Um, so,
0: if anybody from the fine estates team is is watching or listening, I get in a lot of trouble for. Oh no! You want to switch up the listing presentation again? You want to re? You want to do a re? I'm like, yes, I do. So we've probably done three, three for sure. Overall brand uh, brand board, I guess you could call it yep. switch ups. Um, logos stayed the same. We've switched the logo once, but the overall message, you know, at first we were, um, playing off Revel's brand a lot and it was the blue and the orange and we're kind of incorporating a softer blue with a, a transparent kind of feel to it where it was almost more modern. And as Revel grew, so did we, and then we kind of migrated into our own uh, separation. Yeah. When I first started the fine estates team, it was completely different from Revel. So, what I think is obviously Revel promotes, you know, all brands, all, all, all styles, and everything like that. But I thought it was a good idea to kind of align myself with some of the brokerage designs as well. Yes. And I've seen your sides, and you've migrated the two very beautifully as well.
1: Yes. Yes. And we've actually just recently changed our logo, um, for the third time. And I, I appreciate the yes. notice on the million dollar right listing. Away. I know. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's true. Like, I mean, as you evolve into, um, your role on, on a team or within yep. a brokerage or as an independent agent, you need to keep that fresh. So you know what? Our teams are probably along the same minds of like, are they seriously switching this up again? Yep. It's like, yeah, because you know what? We've changed. We've yep. evolved. It's different. Times are different.
0: And do you think opening the second office maybe had something to do with that change?
1: Uh, you know what? We, we started to really uh, dive into our branding and what how people would perceive us yeah. uh, a lot deeper when we started opening the offices yes. and, and drawing from inspiration on how those offices offices would appear and i would say yes and also because our billboards were changing and we wanted it to be more of that jennifer blakely black and yes. white styled more lifestyle photos yep. and we didn't think that our current logo fit it it just looked different it looked weird yeah. looked it didn't look it didn't look right it was
0: cursive wasn't
1: it yeah it was cursive and i didn't like it that's I didn't like the I, writing. That's what
0: I've always said. Never do cursive. Never it's do difficult. cursive. Yeah, it's difficult to read Well, they're removing on it from signs. schools. So, well, there he goes. He is. So. It's, not even, nobody's even, it's, it's just a font now. But no, but what I mean is it is actually difficult to read when you're driving yes, by on a billboard. Or a, so it's, what's really interesting is the contrast between the cursive that you had to what you have now, which is big, bold. Um, all the letters are lowercase? They are. Interesting choice. Yeah. Any reason why? Or just it looks know. great. I just
1: kind of, Carolyn put it together. She's one of our, um, in our marketing, um, heavily in our marketing. It, yeah, and it's, she it's presented beautiful. it to me and I was like, I love you it. nailed it. Perfect. I love
0: it. It's because, and way I bring that up because Gracie, our new admin and, and our team manager, Andrea, I uh, they we, they posted, uh, uh, like it just listed or whatever. And the address was the, the capital and all the lower cases. I'm like, that needs to be all caps. See, so it's 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 really funny to see how we share so much of the same visions, but we're kind of slightly different at the same time. That's what it's all about. It is, but I think. You're right. Once you start opening the offices and branching into... I mean, Norfolk's kind of close to Brantford, but it still is a different market, right? Very different. Very different. Very different. It's more m- rural. It's
1: more small town. Yep. Uh, even just the people in general, um, just lovely. Like, you got a lot of farmers. Uh, it's yeah. a lot more landmass than in Brantford. Uh, a lot more spread out, um, whereas Brantford's becoming a lot more dense population. And so even the feels of the two offices are completely right. polarizing. Yes,
0: and so that's what I love about the Niagara Lake office. It's luxury. It's yes. modern. The um, Muskoka office is what you would expect a exactly. Muskoka office to be. And and we're in the middle of that branding change now to kind of uh, like we are more unique properties. Yes. And farms were my first niche. They're still my niche. That's what I love. I've loved farms. Like we grew up. Um, uh, in a town called Churchill, Ontario, which is in Innisfil. Oh. Uh, yeah, for 20 years. And, you know, it was a town of, like, 200 people. So mm-hmm. the rural lifestyle was what we we're all about. And I would love to go back to those types of roots just yes. because those properties are so fun. They're fun to market. Yes, they the are. people are great. Yes. And, and you know, it's, it's just, there's something about uh, the rural community. Like, I've always told Gabe, I said, you know what, I kind of want to one day just pick up and move to, like, Colorado, or like you know those small American towns, or Canmore, Alberta. And, you know, I, I just, love that. I love that, and, and that's he, what I love about Niagara on the Lake too. Like you could still go to that corner diner yes. on Main Street and yeah. get a breakfast for three bucks. Yes. You know
1: what I mean? Like yep. that, I love it. And it's really funny because excuse um, me,
0: Flo. <laughs> Flo. <laughs> What's the soup du jour? Yeah, I love
1: it, <laughs> and it's it's funny because um, obviously, like a most people know if they do follow on Instagram I love fashion so like yes. you can take your fasashi shoes and still sell <laughs> houses that have horses and alpacas on them yeah, so yeah.
0: well you can great. get a pair of mucks with a heel yeah. on them I'm sure <laughs> I
1: don't have mucks with heels but that is definitely my next purchase exactly but uh, yeah like it's Louis uh, Vuitton design. yeah it's, it's I, I, I do like it. the I do like the the rural feel actually uh, selling rural properties is is definitely a niche market that I enjoy as well oh. uh please look out for my new listing on Harley or uh, Harley Road that's coming Probably
0: be sold by the time they airs. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, by the time this airs, it's going to be gone. Uh, but yeah, so I, I totally can relate to that.
0: So let's kind of rewind a little bit. Yep. Because although I love all the brand talk, but I think most people who are going to be listening to this are probably going to be interested in hearing um, how you got started. So so I, I apologize. Ten years, you said. Yes, yeah, so it's just over ten years. Ten years. Um, and when what did that first year of real estate look for Kate?
1: Uh I really feel like I was dizzy. (laughs) Uh, You know, it didn't, it didn't just click. Um, It was a lot of, I mean, people say it, but blood, sweat, and tears, sleepless nights. How do you figure this out, right? There's really no manual on how to run a real estate business. Uh, and especially 10 years ago, when you got licensed, it was like the broker of record dropped a heavy uh, phone book, if anyone remembers what those yep. are, um, on the desk and, you know, start calling. And that I never did that. I never, ever once did that. And it's funny because when I came out, Facebook was just kind of getting started businesses, right? Yes. Businesses were just starting to advertise on it. And I utilized that to the best of my ability yes. because it was my, in my opinion, Opinion, the easiest way on a, I had no budget like i had i had zero dollars to spend i i didn't sell any houses right so until you get those paychecks start to roll you don't really have much to lean on so i no. leaned on social media but the first year was definitely a lot of um time management. What do you do in an eight to nine hour day when you don't have listings, when you don't have buyers, right? What do you do? Yep. Well, you have to, you have to do something. You have to get yourself out there, writing blogs, creating content, which 10 years ago, creating content was a big deal. Yeah. And that's yeah. why now people are like, man, like, do you have someone following you around with a camera all the time? I no, I'm just really good at batching content because yes. I've been doing it for a decade. Yes. Right. So, but I would say the first year was, there's was a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of, um, Am I, did I make the right decision leaving my cushy dental hygiene job where I yep. made great money and I had set hours and I knew what I was bringing home? It was a lot of uncertainty, but I wanted it. And that was the difference.
0: So what made you want it? You had any experience with entrepreneurialism None, before that? except
1: for my husband's clinic. My right. husband's a chiropractor, and so I helped him with his office. Um, outside of that, no, but I, I'm really good at... Um, kind of delegating to myself what needed to be done and I'm quite creative and that's where the marketing and advertising came in but I I just had a vision and I can't really explain it. It's not like real estate fell in my lap and it's not like it, this job was handed to me. It's not like my team was handed to me. I just had this vision of something bigger and better to do with it not just selling houses and doing transactions. I mean that that can get really boring. Yes. It's it's the everything else that has come my way within real estate that has made my career so exciting and so I had a vision and I just kept going towards that vision. That was
0: it. I I love that because again, similarities with us are it's crazy because when I first started, it was the only thing I felt I knew how to do other than actually sell to people when I'm in front of them was was marketing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like I had necessarily had any experience with marketing. No. It was just more of like, you know, being creative and getting yourself out yes. there and taking advantage of the technology that was available and coming out hard every week with a new video back then was, a, was very difficult yes. because you're like, there's no TikTok, There was no Instagram reels. There was no vertical content. Nope. So everything that you had to come up with had to be. Um, like engaging, and yep. it had to be something that separated you from the pack. Because when everybody was doing, um, you know, just photos for your listings, nobody was, you know, I was bringing in listing videos. And yes. then when the listing videos were, were becoming very, very popular, I was migrating into lifestyle videos. That's and right. then when everybody's doing lifestyle videos and still are to this in some degree and to, to an extent still work but now it's shorter videos yes so how how did you What was kind of your style when you first came out? Because I didn't follow you 10 years ago.
1: No, but you know what? It's really funny that you said that about the videos because in my market in Brantford at the time, uh, we started coming out with um, videos where I would introduce the house at the beginning. And it was like, people were like, oh my God, this this woman's in her videos? Like, that's weird. I know, but you know what? People connect more on an intimate level when they can see your face, when they can see that you're friendly, they can hear your voice, they can see your tone, your body language. Those are all ways of communicating communicating. And so I thought, you know what, if I'm going to get myself out there, I need to be out there. And as intimidating as that is, and you know, you're, you're always going to have the people that have something to say about what you've done. You've just got to keep pushing through and you'll find that you'll find those niche markets of people who share commonalities with you, right? You being a dad with three kids, me being a mom with three kids, we're running businesses, you know, you, you start to find your, your pack, Mm -hmm. your, your people, And so Mm. as those videos started to come out and then everybody started to do these real estate videos, right? And then we started doing more lifestyle videos. So like now we're doing like chats together, talking about personal things. We don't run a podcast, but we do run quite a few little series where we chat with each other. Um, Mostly because I am technologically um, not advanced and can (laughs) barely turn on my phone on the best of days. But (laughs) yeah, um, yeah, like it's it's just about finding what you're comfortable with. And even if you're just a little too comfortable, then you need to step out and do a little something. Then do something different.
0: different exactly
1: yeah you can't be a little too comfortable in everything because i find that then you you almost become off as complacent
0: i agree and it's almost it's overdone because people are getting uh inundated with new content every day on their phone yes so if oh there's kate doing the same thing yeah come on flip so flip yeah, I don't even want to watch the whole nope. thing anymore. Even though it's only seven seconds.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. So that's how we it. also
1: have the attention span of a bumblebee, apparently. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Me too. Oh my god. So that that but that's that's called self awareness. Yes. And one of the things, uh, like, you know, we're talking about the bus Conference tomorrow. That's one of the things we're going to talk about is, like, think about how you work through your social media platforms. How do you work through Facebook is different how you're going to work through Instagram. Yes. And how you work through Instagram last year is probably going to be different than how you work through it this year A because of the introduction of Instagram yes. Reels and the way they people swipe up. And you've got to understand that. And, yeah. like, I, I still see realtors doing the same old... Uh, you know, YouTube style long form content, which is okay, but I think that if you're not um being consistent in yes. the variety, yes, um, that's super super important.
1: I agree with you, and that that goes back to branding that we first talked about. It's yeah. about that evolution of your brand, right? It doesn't mean you necessarily have to change your logo or your website, yeah. But you yourself do have to evolve, and and part of that is is switching up your content on social media. And let's be honest, like. If you are not on social media, if you are not marketing yourself, yeah. you are doing everybody around you a disservice, including the potential clients that you probably just lost because someone yes. else is doing it better.
0: So it's obvious that building a, a strong brand is important. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, how, how that growth is uh, so crucial, especially for somebody like with a team and then with the two offices. But how, when did that growth happen for you that you decided you needed to start a team? I think everybody's probably interested in that as well.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I, I get this actually asked quite a bit. Um, a lot, I have agents that call me and say, you know, when did you know you wanted a team? Or like, how should I start this team? Or, and I was in year three and I was busy. Uh, to the point where I was, I almost felt like I wasn't being efficient in in everything. I was being sub-efficient in some things. Because yeah. you're just so run off your feet, right? And so the first thing I did after year three was I hired an admin. Yes. And that was the best move I have ever made. And I truly feel if you're transacting 50, 60 a year, you you needed an admin. You instantly should be hiring somebody. If you're not on a team that already provides the admin, you need to be hiring someone.
0: Yes.
1: And so I hired an admin and then I slowly started building up agents. And then as the agents grew, I started building up the support staff as well. And there is no rhyme or reason for this, but the only tip that I will ever give is do not grow too fast. (sighs) Because, you know, everyone thinks that the more people you have, the better. It, It is actually hard to manage people. Correct. And personalities... Correct. And expectations. Yes. So there needs to be systems and processes in place, a solid foundation, a good support staff before you can really start kind of growing the agents because you know what agents they deserve the leads they deserve to have expectations in terms of what their revenue is going to look yeah. like and you know coming into year or i was coming into year 10 now i i say i it has taken me a decade to get to a place where i finally feel like i've have it figured out right and we are now at 24 team members wow. and we have doubled in size since september Crazy. But that took me 10 years to realize what I needed to have in place to get there. Um, So right now we have seven admins. And we have uh, two part-time nighttime staff for like um, booking showings and feedback and some customer care. They're actually my my support staff's kids. Kids. Yeah, it's right, so always yeah. their first job. I really feel honored for that. Yep. And uh, we have two new agents that are uh, in their courses that will be set in August, and that will take us to twenty-four people.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So that ratio. Yes. Because that's something that. We experienced a few months ago, where we we brought on Andrea. She was doing an amazing job at you know helping helping to provide a structure yes. to the team. Yes. However, when I what we hired Andrea, she was doing the deals, the transaction sheets, the marketing, and the managing of the team. It's a lot, and I, was, I didn't realize. Yeah. And even now that we have Gracie. It's even with two admins versus seven agents. That ratio is it's almost like teetering, where we might need to bring somebody on that could just do the transactions.
1: That's right, and you know what you you we always started we grew the positions as needed. You know, we, we always had ideas as to what we could do to, I'm not going to say fill their time because that is like, you're just giving menial tasks. You need to give intentional tasks that are going to help drive the sales, drive the team, drive the morale, drive the culture, you know, obviously provide exceptional service to your clients. And so we are right now at nine support staff to 15 agents.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So
1: like it's almost a 2 to 1 ratio. Like it's not really no. it's 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 high but like I look at what they do in a day and it is unbelievable unbelievable their days are full the the clients are getting serviced really well the team feels good about it the agents feel good about it um and so yeah it's it was it took a, a while to get there though i will say right. uh, but i will say to everybody that if you're thinking of growing a team without a doubt don't hire agents before you hired an admin you need a foundation yes. of systems first
0: yes. have and you then, did you do that by yes. the way sorry to cut you off did you hire before you
1: admin first okay right admin first
0: yeah. because i did hire our first admin first but technically at the same time we did three agents at the same time and it's and struggling it it, it yeah it, it imploded after three months
1: <laughs> that's what it i mean did.
0: it did so that i went back to solo with my own admin for about 10 to 12 months or so yeah or less yeah. and then we brought everything back but you learn through those mistakes it
1: does and I had many mistakes along the way trust me there was I I mean once again there's no manual for this and they weren't necessarily mistakes i learned so much from the path that i took and i would never change it for anything and and you know for agents out there who are like well you know it took you 10 years to feel like you figured it out 10 years goes by so fast and you're learning and growing as you go so it's not like it's like you're fumbling Mm -hmm. the entire time you do through trial and error realize what works and what doesn't or what's what's more efficient is how i like to say it but i would say the admin staff you when you're going to bring on agents to your team they need stability they need structure they need organization um uh-huh. agents are really good at selling themselves i find in my experience they're terrible with administration
0: yes <laughs> oh yes yes so yes. please
1: provide them with that or at least give them the foundation yeah. and systems and tools to do it right right
0: yeah so. i uh, i i Totally agree. <laughs> Andrea and Gracie are probably listening and be like, yep. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, um, you know, when agents aren't properly, uh, you know, filling out their forms and records, yes, that's right. Usually the first person to hear about it, but uh, yeah. I don't fill out my forms. <laughs> so, so, you know, at least I, you
1: can be honest about it. Yeah. And- well, you
0: know what? The thing is that I learned at a very um, early point in my career is that. I hired my admin. um, I think I had only done like 12 deals that year. You're a risk taker though. Yes. But also because I was so focused on like the marketing and being the brand ambassador for the team. And that's kind of what I still am. And what I believe in is like, for example, and this is not saying that, you know, I've made so much money that I can hire a lawn care person. It's that I don't have time to cut my grass. I don't yeah. have time to clean my pool, unfortunately. I don't have the organizational skills to do the admin side of it. Yep. I don't track, I track the numbers all the time, but I don't use Excel. I hate it. I, it's not I still it, don't know how like, to use that. I, I'll use Canva. <laughs> I'll use Canva <laughs> or Photoshop, but I'm not using Excel, yeah. right? So it's, I've leveraged out the pieces of my business that I know I, A, don't want to do. Sometimes you have to suck it up, but B, the things that I know I'm not good at. That's because so, you've
1: realized you're genius and that's very smart.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I just yes. can't. Kate but you it, are called you're, a genius.
1: But you know what though? It's leveraging. That's the one thing that agents don't do enough leveraging. of. Leveraging...
0: What I hear now here, that, that's cool that you brought that up because there's t- two types of leveraging. You can't just leverage off things that are important or things that you need to take care of. Yes. You, you have to leverage with intent. And I think the cool part about all of this is I'm not sure how your team is structured, but we actually just hired our one of our top agents uh, who actually got the office over here. Oh. Um, so that was a little, you know, fun promotion that we gave her. But Crystal Simons is now the vice president of sales. Awesome. So. Um, now, as opposed to me, I still have my alone time with my team, but crystal is now taking over the one-on-ones, the sales meetings, the lead generation distribution. So, um, and there's a reason for it. It's because it's the same reason why I wanted another office and another one, because eventually as much as I love sales, my whole goal is to be that brand ambassador. It's it's never changed. Ever since I first started real estate, I wanted to be the face of my business and make those connections. That's why 85% of my business is agent-to-agent referrals because you go out there and you make those connections, you make those relationships. Yeah. Um, do you you have any growth plans or opportunities? Like I know you just said how you just hired people. Well, you uh, just said crystal is you
1: promote. So I have a director of operations who does that as well. So one of part of the leveraging for me was, uh, and, and I mean, I love the connection with my team. So for most people who see our team, they see that we're extremely (laughs) tight knit. Um, And and that's how we've always been. And I love the touch bases with my teams, the one-on-ones, but I am very busy in terms of my own sales and transactions and I have a family and we need to be able to leverage so that we are not losing ourselves uh, to the things that are most important. And that's my business and my family, of course, the roles are reversed. It's family first and then your business. Yep. And so Allison came on board and she now, uh, takes care of the lead generation. She takes care of the one-on-ones. She takes care of touch, uh, touch, we call them touch bases. Every, yep. every week we touch base with each of our agents. And then we have a formal sit down one-on-one once a month. She yeah. takes care of all of those things that keeps our agents motivated, make sure that there's no barriers that are being swept under the rug, that there's no, you know, um, emotions that are being heightened because we haven't communicated yes and that's the biggest thing on a team is that you need to be able to be in constant communication not because of like a big brother eye watching you but because yes. we're there for support collaboration culture see right
0: i love that because when crystal first started in the role and hopefully she doesn't kill me for talking about it it was it was very uh it was difficult to make that transition from yeah. agent to because everybody's like well i didn't get into real estate to have a boss and and say, listen, that was not the intent. The intent with this is we're here to support, not force. Yes. And we're here because you're here because you wanted to come on to a real estate team to hit a certain goal. Yes. And the same reason why I've got a, a real estate coach, and I hired her. And every time before I hop on the call, I'm like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I'm like oh my god, I'm so nervous, and like well, I didn't. Leave my corporate job at LA Fitness to go and work for somebody else. But when you hire somebody or you become a part of a team or a culture or a family for um, your own goals, you're essentially coming on because you need accountability. Yes. And that's what these meetings are. Yes. It's, it's, hey, how close are you to your goal this month that? You know, you wanted to be, you know, the difference from last month. Did you hit it? Did you not? What do we need to make up for? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not quite there yet. Okay. Well, what are the actions that you've taken to, to, to make sure that you've hit your goals? How about um, just
1: let's reevaluate your business plan. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we, um, so one of the great things about our team is every November we set, we have our own, um, one-on-one meetings with our agents to do, um, goal planning and, uh, business planning for the following year. And, I always say that, once again, all constantly evolving. Uh, the marketplace is constantly evolving. Yes. So your plan or your business plan doesn't always finish the way you started it. And so those little meetings once a month is like, okay, well, you know, in your business plan, you said you were going to do this, this, and this, but it's not working. So yeah. why would we keep doing it? Right? I'm a big believer that why, why are you keep hitting the drum at the same beat if it doesn't sound good? Right. Change it. So what's working? What's not working? And sometimes it takes. I mean, even I have a business coach. Of course. I, I feel like I have a lot of coaches, yeah. <laughs> and I need them. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> and they they the what I love most about having a business coach and or a team lead or a director of communications or a crystal, yep. is that you get to brainstorm and collaborate and air out your business. Yes. What's going on? What's working? What's not working? So it it gives almost like that ear. And sometimes just having those conversations and letting the person talk it out themselves, they come up with those aha moments, right? And it's like, okay, that was working, that's not working. So, you know, it's important. And I I love to hear that you have someone on your team that's doing something similar for you that's leveraging what your team needs so it, it can free you up to do what you do best.
0: Exactly. And what I find is the biggest hiccup between somebody making... Um, you know, 250,000 yeah to 500 to a million. Yeah. The biggest difference between each one of those increments is you're not treating your business as a business. What yes. does a business have? A business has a custodian. A business has a marketing department. it has an accounting department, admin support. It has leadership. Yeah. It has hopefully growth opportunities. And I think that's the biggest disconnect that a lot of agents are still viewing their career as a sales job.
1: Yes, and, it, and it's not. It's a business. And that's yes. the biggest thing. And you know what the really funny thing is as well? And this is kind of steering the conversation in a different way. If you ask an agent what the number one th- thing or task to do, they kind of look at you like, I don't know. I'm like, lead
0: generation. Sam, did you hear that? Lead
1: generation. Lead generation.
0: What's the I, number one thing that well, number one job? Obviously.
1: It's the truth though. And yes. I can't believe some of the answers. It's like, Oh, well I guess like social media, follow up, social media. Showing
0: content. houses. I'm like, Oh uh, my good God.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly, I almost feel like there should be a course just on lead gen. Like it is a daily I task. I spend between two to three hours every single day, Monday to Friday generating leads whether that be online sources, whether that be connecting with uh, past or referral clients, whether that be on social media. If I do not generate leads, I do not have a business. Of course. Plain and simple.
0: Yep. And it's funny because as the director of recruitment with Revel, I sit down with between 60 and 90 agents a year. Um, We brought on, I think, 80 last year, by the way. Um. (laughs) But the number one question that always throws people off is that same question. I say, what is the number one job of of a realtor? And especially as a new, you know, just new to the biz or even going through school, their first answer is customer service or showing houses or building relationships. Like, yes, yes, and yes. However, you can't do any of those without a lead. Your number one job is to lead generate. Yeah. So, so that uh, that's awesome. I love that we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. And and it it even can be difficult for even your experienced realtors on your team to kind of. I don't want to say understand that because you know they understand it. You beat them down with it. So, what do you think is how do you how do you keep teams motivated to do lead generation? You
1: know what it's 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 a culture thing. You need to really keep. Like, that Do you positive. ring a bell? You know what I? <laughs> we have a joke because I do um, video messages to my team. Yep. Uh, on Monday mornings, because um, once again we don't have the brick, bricks and mortar office, and I start every single video with like, team. And I'm jacked for that yeah. video. I am excited, just like you are on our head coaches meeting or when we started this. Yeah. You got to set the tone. But I believe that the reason why lead generation is what people fall short on is the fear of rejection. Yep. People are afraid of people saying no. And you're in a sales position. Like you have to ask for the business. Right, And I it doesn't have to be that hard ask where you're like, I would like to sell your house. Is that okay? It's a get to know them. Mm-hmm do do what works for you use your personality leverage your talent or what people like about you and you know that's the biggest thing is i think they're afraid of so someone saying well no i i I don't want to work with you or or you know what please don't call me anymore or you know what i'll get back to you when i can or you you can't take that to heart and at the end of the day you have to look at this and say you know what if you get nine no's and one yes you just got one sale
0: right more like ninety nine knows. you yeah. are one hundred. <laughs> yeah, you are one.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a numbers game.
0: It, it it really is, and I think with having that social media and brand behind you, yes, it it just helps. Because yeah. here is here is a cool story. Just yesterday, no Tuesday, um, I went to a listing presentation, and I am going into, and I said, "How important is it um, that your realtor understands social media?" and they're like, oh, no, we, Andrew. I know where this is going. I'm like, okay, what? She's like, my niece Emily uh, looked you up. Oh, I was like, your niece? Interesting. I'm like, what did she find? <laughs> um, and and the response was, it, it looks very professional. You okay. seem very knowledgeable, and you know, it. And you're also it seems like you know how to have a little fun as well. And so I think that what's important is like. Um, I've, what I like about you is that you have a really good mix of style leadership and and education and fun but they all tie in together where I see some realtors nothing nothing like there's wrong with fishing what I'm about to say but if you're a realtor and, and you you do a lot of business or or you're just starting but you also like to hunt and fish and there's I don't really believe in in create, unless you're selling that rural lifestyle style yeah. or something like that but if you're breaking up your Instagram page with real estate just sold just purchased then some random dogs and some random fishing <laughs> some and then and so you know you're next year at a sporting race i like to keep that on my instagram stories me too you learn more about me on your stories yes and I save the feed for those value added content, fun content, yes. educational content.
1: And, and the fun part is, um, I think, where uh, I'm seeing our business go a little bit more, and that's with the Instagram reels and the TikToks. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I'm gonna apologize to everyone who had to watch my first reels that were completely awful, but I knew I wanted something to do with uh, putting the fun out there because honestly, like, it's not that real estate is boring. Uh, seeing Just Sold, Just Purchase, which is why I don't even yeah. put it on my feed, um, yep. it, it, that to me is like, you want to go and see that stuff. You can go to the Cape product team Instagram page. You'll yep. get all our listings. You'll get all that. But that is not just who I am. Like, it's about bringing a personality, your personality into maybe controversial topics that nobody wants to talk about right. and then being able to write them up or being able to share your knowledge maybe in a more fun and lighthearted way or, you know, talking about your team, promoting your team, you know, people like to see real. I agree. People like to see fun.
0: And I've always done that. Yes. And you'd be surprised, even to extent when I first met Ryan and Nikki, were like, "You're sharing a little too much." <laughs> and I would have friends comment to be like, "You're sharing a little too much," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, that's just that's, that's just me." I am. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you know what though, you'll have you'll have your market, and that's the best part about it. And I really do love the um the stories and obviously I watch your stories and I get to see your kids and and they're so cute and and it, it brings an element of realness to you to you as a as a realtor because you do have a family you have a very young family and you're still doing yes. this wonderful business and you've got like what 10 month old 20 20 month old and, and then
0: a six and, s-
1: and a wow like it and you're managing this but. People get an inside look to who you are. And it, it brings back that human side. And, you know, that's why even when I share my my stories and my kids and and my home life, it's because, you know what, like we do have a lot to manage, but we're doing it. Yeah. And we're loving it while we're doing it.
0: And it also shows people that, I mean, because most of my followers are other realtors. So I have a lot of that as well. The, it, so it shows, um, shows those realtors what can be done. Yes. Um, but what I believe in is that it's about attraction, not prospecting yes and that's kind of how the way the business has worked for the last couple of years for me which has been great because i get to be myself put myself out there and just kind of work with the people that i want to work with yeah uh kate this has been amazing yeah thank you so much i've really appreciated you know giving all getting all that insight into the into your team into your business that's been very helpful um where can you know everybody find you i guess
1: uh, well, I'm on Instagram most. It's crack. Everyone knows that. Yep. It's agent.kate if, is my personal or yep. at the Kate Brodick team. Uh, same thing with uh, Facebook. Um, it just kind of shares to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Make it easy. <laughs> I probably haven't even logged into Facebook in a while, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the bus conference tomorrow. Yeah. Likewise. I'll be, there. I'll be there listening to you, cheering you on. Thank like, you. Heckling a little bit, maybe. No, I'm just kidding.
0: yeah that was funny everybody wants to heckle Dean I would be there
1: for Dean as well (laughs)
0: yes exactly so again thank you so much and for those who are watching and listening uh, you know we couldn't do it without you and we wouldn't want to so thank you very much